Hey everyone, happy to have you here for another episode of Legacy Matters. Today, as usual, we will talk about whatever comes up with a slight leaning toward discussions of preserving your legacy, preparing for things to come, and sharing stories we find amusing. Sounds good. Well, then let's just start the mess now. So we're in, we're going. Okay. Um, hi, hi, everyone. Hi. Hello. Yeah. Uh, that was that was the everyone in the audience. So your dad. <laughs> but, we always make a joke because my dad does. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's our only he's first, he's guaranteed listener. So listener. awesome. Yeah, we like to give Sarah's dad a nod right away. Hi, yeah. Sarah's dad. Hi, yeah. Hi, Greg. Yeah. Uh, so it's me, Sam. Me, Jim. Sarah. And we've got uh, Greg Ingen with us today, who is uh, part of our local business community. And just uh, yeah, how long have you been in Minnesota, or did you? I'm a born and raised. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I figured. Raised. Yep, actually, small town in northern Minnesota, though. Uh, which one? Cities. Reamer, Minnesota. Yeah, I know Reamer. Yeah, Super you should small. know Reamer. I do. Yeah. yeah. Yep. From Perham, Minnesota. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I I spent you know almost twenty years going up to a boys' camp in in Cass Lake. Yeah. But, uh, but we're all over that away. area too. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Grew up in Reamer. Reamer, you got it. Yeah. How did you I, end up down here? Yeah. Moved down here after college. Mm-hmm. Um, got my first job and uh, pretty much been here in the, ever since. So now that's a long time ago. Yeah, we don't yeah. need to go into no, specifics. We <laughs> <laughs> well, what was your first job? My first job out of college. Um, oh, my gosh. Do we really want to go all yeah. the way to the Yeah, we might as well. We got, yeah. we got we some do. time. So, this is your legacy oh right now, gosh. Greg. Yeah. We're, we're, so this is, it's a funny story because <laughs> yeah. my um, I graduated from college, um, wanted to get a marketing job, had a marketing degree. Um, and the, the job market at the time was really bad. Mm-hmm. So I ended up getting a sales job mm-hmm. for a company called Laser Quipped. Laser quipped. How about that? I have no idea what that and is. And laser quipped, actually, um, what they did is they made or they um, recycled laser printer toner cartridges, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, and then they sold them as a service, right? Where you wouldn't buy a cartridge, like we would just maintain your printer. Mm-hmm. So it was, um, yeah, it was a terrible job and I was terrible at it. And uh, so that was right, you know, I lasted, I think, two months there. Uh, did you do marketing for them? No, I did sales. Like sales. literally, oh, you and, went and at that time, you know, it was um, 1992. And um, it was literally like sort of cold calling, canvassing. Like you'd walk into an office, like, hey, do you have uh, laser printers here? Mm-hmm. And uh, so I had a whole little spiel. Think of how much has changed since then. Like when you say cold calling, I'm picturing you. Uh, opening up a phone book almost yeah. you know what almost, i mean like yeah. like it wasn't yeah. in 92 there wouldn't have been the internet no. to go search everything no. and no. find the people it would have been the yellow pages or something yeah right, right. and right. we had business directories you know so yeah. you had a territory you know so you'd have this zip code or something like that and you'd literally go out there and canvas it like okay here's an office here's an office and i'd come back with the same five business cards each day. <laughs> so you would so, drive there. Drive there, yeah. It was, yep. Yeah, um, just yeah. show up unannounced. Show up unannounced, and um, you know, sometimes it'd be like, oh, no solicitors, you know, that right. kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what um, I did. Which yeah. again, for me at the time, I, you know, not my sort of natural sensibilities at all. I'm like, oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> yeah, you're out of there. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're, sorry to bother you. Comfortable going in and bugging I'm people. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, anyway, that only lasted a couple months. My first real job was at Finger Hut. 
Okay. Oh, yeah. um, which is did you uh, go to yeah. St. Cloud or what? I didn't. Um, uh, you know, it was you, headquarters uh, college. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, UMD. Oh, UMD. Okay. Yeah. Just because Finger Hut was a huge thing in St. Cloud. Yeah, all the warehousing and and actually at that time, all, I think all the IT support was up in St. Cloud as well. Um, headquarters were, was down here in in Minnetonka. Uh, but there again, you know, you sort of have these grand visions. So this was my first marketing job. Yeah. Um, and you sort of think you have a conception of what that might look like. And uh, next thing I know, I'm in front of a mainframe tube um, doing like file aid jobs and <laughs> converting, you know, SPSS code to SAS, you know, and this kind of stuff. It means nothing to me. Which was all sort of data <laughs> manipulation and, you know, at the time, yeah. you know, sort of large cataloger. Um, uh-huh. And at the time, literally physical catalogs, right? So you'd send out catalogs, people would call up, order stuff on a payment plan. That mm-hmm. was Finger Hut's whole sort of value right. prop. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so again, very unglamorous. <laughs> but that was sort of a big career. deal. I mean, Finger Hut was so big at that time. What is I remember. For the Wisconsin night. Yeah. So, I mean, is Finger Hut still a company? It is. I, yeah. It, yeah. It is. They, but they've they've changed dramatically, right? They, I have they no idea what they are now. Um, they've they've morphed over the years. You know, the company's gotten big, and then it tipped over a couple of times. But um, it's still a brand. It's owned by a company called Blue Stem Brands, which has multiple brands under okay. that that um, that company. The the value prop is still exactly the same. They sell general merchandise, uh-huh. sort of like mm-hmm. a retailer, online retailer now primarily. They still send out catalogs as well, though. Uh, but they, um, you know, it, it's still sort of general merchandise on a payment type of a plan, okay. a credit type vehicle, sure. and. Uh, yeah, and at one time they were, and actually when I worked there, when I started there, they I think they were the second largest um, cataloger in yeah. in the country, Probably right behind like after JC Penney or Sears. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Sears. Sears at the time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and I went to school in St. Cloud, <coughs> and it was like, you know, everyone worked at Finger Hut at some oh. point. I didn't, yeah. but yeah, I mean, during, I worked at Sears yep. <laughs> during those <laughs> times. If you had a job at Finger Hut, it was like, wow, you're moving up. Yeah, that was kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I think it also uh, felt like being slave to the corporate machine for a lot of people. <laughs> no, it was one of those pl- those places. Like, yeah. Literally, you'd walk in there. Like when I did my orientation, you'd go up to St. Cloud and, you know, huge, huge warehouses, like football fields long. Yeah, that's you why know, it was distribution like, centers. like, I mean, the building was so big and fluorescently lit it, and, right? you know, had just... An, beehive of people coming in and out and doing work and, yeah yeah and you'd go in there and part of it was you know at the time um call centers actually were here in the u.s they mm-hmm. weren't you know outsourced mm-hmm. and offshored um and you'd walk into some of these really large buildings and it was like oh my gosh this is a warehouse full of people wow. <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. yeah. it was just bizarre so yeah it was uh like early Amazon or something without totally. being Amazon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just right. a yeah. large distribution network of well, stuff. I catalog. Look at the catalog. I love catalogs. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'll love that catalog. I oh, mean, I it's, it. it's like everything. Yeah. Yeah. The world it, of it everything. It's yeah. everything. Yeah. Like the old Sears. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So then, well, well let's just fast forward to yeah. where you are right now. <laughs> uh, so I am the president of a company called Modern Climate. We call ourselves a brand navigation company. Um, we really do a lot of brand consulting, um, help 
brands and, and, and marketers really understand, you know, what their brand purpose is, what the positioning is, reasons to believe, values, things like that, to really sort of ground themselves in a foundational layer of who they are and what the brand really means to their audiences. Mm-hmm. And then really help them take that brand and really activate that out through a variety right. of different ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, you know, starting with, you know, what is the big idea behind the brand and how do I express that through a creative expression of some sort? Uh, help them really understand, you know, what to do next, not only from a, a, a sort of here's the tactical level, but here's the set of experiences mm-hmm. um, that I need to knit together to really help that brand um, keep its promise to its audience. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, obviously it, it, it eventually ends up in, you know, an ad campaign or a website or an app or, or something like that that really supports um, what the brand is really doing and, and, and really, you know, at the end of the day, what are the overall business goals right. um, that I'm really trying to support there. Would you do that with... Um typically younger brands or established brands or kind of a mix of both? It really is a mix of both. We um, we primarily deal with uh, large clients. We have a lot of large clients, um, but then we are we do some level of startup and some sometimes those startups are um, embedded within larger brands. So like sure. for example with uh, United Health Group, um, we do a lot with them primarily with their innovations group and it's primarily um, conceiving and launching um, some sort of new product, new program, um, and really help them understand what, did, what does this really mean? What does it really have to do? Help them name that. Um, what are the artifacts that will, that will help them support that launch? Um, sometimes it's actually building building the, the app or the the. Uh, yeah, the so you also have that capability. Mm-hmm. We do. Yep, we have a technology um, development um, capability and competency in, in-house, which is handy when you think about kind of where marketing is going overall that mm-hmm. um, often a lot of those experiences that we talk about as marketers or advertisers are technology based right mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. okay yeah it's uh, it's like technology is changing the world or something weird like that i've heard that one <laughs> yeah <laughs> that is sort of a saying isn't it yeah. yeah so we've been to your office which is quite a nice office i mean it's you know you've got a few floors there and it's yeah, it's it's really laid out quite well I yeah think, it's a too. pretty building and a pretty yeah. space yeah it was um it's just in the north loop in, in minneapolis over on washington um it used to be um called the maytag building right uh, yep. which was a, a maytag um uh, manufacturing uh, yeah. facility and then but most people you know in Minneapolis know it as the Gardner Hardware, Hardware building right it was Gardner Hardware for years and years yep. and that's uh, what I know of. eventually fell to um, you know the rest of the North Loop as uh, as regentrification happens mm-hmm. in the neighborhood there and, and, and got gutted and, and refurbed and yeah. we're fortunate enough to have uh, three floors there right great space yeah. it is a great space and that whole what you're referring to is the whole Redoing of North Loop. I mean, yeah. as someone who grew up here, I mean that whole area was all just warehouses. I mean, when so I when was I was a kid, that high was, school, that was that was the warehouse district. Right? Yeah, is that right? They've rebranded it yep. as the North Loop. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. Even when I moved here, you know, it was you know the only reason you'd really go over that far over is go to bunkers. You know, see a band, something right. like that. So exactly. It was kinda Wasn't it deja vu over there too? Yeah. Well, that's that was that came in a little bit later. <laughs> I wouldn't but know. Huzzies has been there forever. <laughs> Not my thing either. It's right. still there. Actually, it is still there. It's yeah. Deja vu is still there, and it's yep. funny because we're like you know place bets. You know, when is that thing gonna like go? You know. I mean, that was such a thing for some of my friends. And, you know, just out of high school and in college, like sure. I, I can't stand strip clubs. <laughs> I just, I, it makes me very uncomfortable. And, and what's funny now is it's, you know, they, 
the Hewing Hotel is super nice, oh, right. right there. Yeah. yeah, literally across the street. Is you know, it really? Sort of oh yeah, hotel and <laughs> yeah. One of them in and the you city. You look out the lobby and you can see it. Big Isn't pink it building. Of, yeah. Right, <laughs> deja vu. It is funny though that yeah. that's a little bit of character. Yeah, I I always kind of thought that it was uh, <clears throat> it was even just slightly impressive that Minneapolis allowed any of that stuff because it was so. Non Midwest, so sort of school when yeah. I, when I was young, uh-huh. that you know, like everything was pretty heavily sanitized here. It seemed like, well, Block E. I mean, so when I was in high school, I mean, yeah, um, you know, Augie's was there, and the '90s is still there. Well, Augie's and '90s are still there, but that whole there. block was pretty seedy. I mean, it that was, was a that was a pretty God, rough '90s little fun. block, you know, yeah. yeah. That was a fun joint. All right, so business is going well with you. <laughs> yeah, business yep. is good. Yes. And didn't you merge kind of two businesses yeah, into one? We did. Is so that... um, we're owned by by an organization called Clear Night, which is uh, essentially you know a holding company that has acquired mm-hmm. several assets. Um, two of those, um, a company called GDB, mm-hmm. um, an agency um, here in town, I've been around for about 20 years. And then Modern Climate was the other one when I came on board, um, really to oversee those two brands. And then over the last... Um, probably we, I think we, we actually relaunched the brand, um, in August. So really kind of reconceived what we were really about instead Mm -hmm. of just trying to take two organizations and smash them together in the least offensive way for everyone possible. We we actually took a little bit of a step back, Mm -hmm. really tried to contemplate what is needed. What are our sort of experiences and assets and, and capabilities that we had and sort of landed on this notion of brand, uh, navigation, and then retook those two organizations and relaunched under the the Modern Climate brand um, for the new organization. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, do, what do you think? And this is just you know shooting in the dark, right? Yeah. But I mean, what what do you think? Like, um, like as far as like success story? I mean, do you have anything right now that you're really loving or something that's happened that that sort of stimulates you, you know, and something that you kind of felt passionate about? Yeah, you know, um, it's one of those jobs, you know, especially considering how we started this conversation. Right. Um, You know, I kind of get to get up every morning like, wow, I really get to to work on some of this stuff. So it Mm -hmm. really is one of those situations um, because we we really do get to talk to a lot of organizations at a very strategic level. Yeah. um, Because... Brand can mean a lot of different things um, to a lot of different people. And you can say, oh, it's just the logo and the identity. Um, right. But, you know, our view, our view of the world is, is brand really is foundational. Right. Um, and it really is, should be what powers the business forward. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, recently we've got to work with, you know, uh, Medtronic on, you know, sort of naming and launching a couple of their very sophisticated new products that really will be a foundational um, component of what they do. So right. it's just kind of like, oh, wow, we really get to, to, to do yeah. that, you know, and this particular one is a heart valve um, product, which, you know, you, when you used to get a heart valve replaced, it'd crack open your chest mm-hmm. and go in right. there and it was open heart surgery and, you know, very invasive. And this is actually sort of a, a, a procedure that goes up through a vein, you know, artery mm-hmm. and pops it open. Um, Isn't and that crazy? It is crazy. Yeah. And actually, you know, the European market is much more advanced. So working both, you know, on sort of how they, they sort of launch and, and manage and support that product over there as well as here in, in North America. So, yeah. 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 That's... What about a 
Go ahead. Now that you're talking about it, give me this look. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> have anything important to say. You know that. <laughs> I just, I love all this marketing talk because I, yeah. you know, you have much more experience than I do in this, but how has marketing, in quotes, changed over the years? And marketing to me now seems more like storytelling. Yeah. Um, I think um, it has changed a lot, but, you know, it, it always, I think, in, in a way, has been about storytelling, mm-hmm. at least when it's done well. Right. And I think, um, you know, as, as marketers, um, I, I don't think we've done a, a very good job in a lot of situations um, mm-hmm. where, we, where it does become about tactics and shiny objects and things like that, mm-hmm. you know, promotionals and, and discounts right. and, and mm-hmm. things like mm-hmm. that. Um, and as a marketer, those things are, are important, right? But, um, you know, it, it has to be conceived all on the table at one time because if I'm just driving performance through discounting and, and things like that, I'm really eroding sort of brand and, and, and overall mm-hmm. long-term uh, organizational value. Mm-hmm. And it is about telling that story mm-hmm. um, in a, an authentic way. Mm-hmm. And, and We express, talk about that a lot, yeah. uh, authenticity. Authenticity and, mm-hmm. and, and, and being able to express a set of shared values that, okay, I belong with this, that product or, or this you know, service belongs with me, right? Um, as an individual, and, and really is trying to understand what are, what are those shared values, and then how do you continually reinforce that? So, in terms of of, of change, it really is you know how we go about doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk a lot about digital. Everybody talks a lot about digital. We talk less about digital now because you know, um, essentially almost everything we do is some, some level of digital manifestation of what we do. You know, mm-hmm. there's still a role for our traditional media, um, but it's changing. Um, you know, you, you see a lot of, you know, outdoor advertising that is foundational and it actually is meaningful. It has to be part of the mix. Mm-hmm. Um, traditional broadcast is, is the one that I see changing most rapidly because, um, you know, the way at least we consume like video content today and the way I grew up consuming television, you know, Mm -hmm. specifically, um, we watched all the commercials because you had to, you had to wait for it to go through. And now with, you know, ad skipping and video on demand and Mm -hmm. um, so much video content being consumed on, you know, either, you know, mobile device or, or, or or computer, Mm -hmm. it's really fundamentally changed, um, the way we have to think about delivering media to an audience and overall media is becoming more and more addressable. So I can actually put it, you know, think about my audiences at a much more granular level mm-hmm. and, yep. and how I commute, communicate even more personalized um, with more relevance and more timeliness. Um, right. Than I, was I mean, that's the data the gathering that yeah. allows for that. Exactly. Right? And, and again, that's why I like, I feel like I have a horseshoe um, in my back pocket. Cause like that finger hut job that I told you yeah. about a long time ago, um, sort of, um, ground myself in, in sort of those data-driven analytic principles mm-hmm. of, of really how you reach an audience with a relevant message, um, which, you know, grew up through, you know, one-to-one um, CRM um, and, and now digital in, in, in a lot of ways. Well, it used to be more scattershot, right? <clears throat> Absolutely. And you, a one-size-fits-all approach. Yeah, I mean, when you had three networks and you could rely on, you know, the half of the country or whatever watching totally a, yeah. any of those three networks mm-hmm. on any day you just kind of uh, there it is throw it plug out there. it in yeah yep. and now there's you know a bazillion news sources a bazillion yeah. different ways to consume television it really is and and i you know think of myself you know i'm kind of up to date on things i kind of understand what's going on but the amount of content and how you consume it is just fundamentally different like my kids you know and they're 
in mm. the teenagers, um, they rarely watch on a traditional television or mm. even in a you know a family room that right. is you know or basement one. Nobody else is down there. They have the old console too. Yeah, no, it's it's all about you know YouTube and and, and stuff Mm -hmm. like that, and and really what they watch, where their attention is, is is what keeps their attention. That's super interesting because I mean, obviously, it's same at at my house, you know. So the kids, you know, when we're watching a show, I mean, they're watching a show. We're fast forwarding. If if you know there are commercials, we're usually fast forwarding the commercials. They're on their phone Mm -hmm. at the same time. I mean, they're doubling down constantly, right? Yeah. And the attention span is so frustrating for me because, you know, we can barely get through a show without them saying, ah, I've seen enough now. You yeah. know, I mean, mm-hmm. they're just not into it. You know, they yeah. don't allow themselves. I'm, I'm not sure exactly how that works. I mean, sometimes we'll finish a movie, but yeah. it's rare. Yeah. I had, you to, know? I had to tell my boys the other day that, they, that uh, TikTok is not allowed on their, oh boy, on their yeah. phones. You know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? Yeah. Do you know what TikTok is? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just had a conversation with the kids about it, actually. Yeah. I mean, this uh, TikTok, you're not familiar? Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, It's a, it's like Instagram for videos, sort Mm -hmm. of. You, you can produce, I think it's up to 60 seconds of video, but I think they're intended to be around 15 seconds long. Okay. Um, And so the idea is that, that you as a person will produce a video, maybe a video a day or something. Um, and it, it can be of whatever. Like a lot of times it's just people doing a somersault or doing a slow-mo mm-hmm. flip or something like that. And then you put it out into the world through TikTok. Okay. And you you vie for likes. Yeah. Right? And I, so you get to one a day? No, you can do as, I think you as, can many, do as, as many as you want. can. Okay. As well. But I, I just was explaining to the kids, like, I you guys this is going to make you crazy. Mm-hmm. Like you can't, people who do this stuff, you can't just parse life down to 15 to 60 mm-hmm. second clips. Right. No. Of, and then, and then really find value for your own, your own soul or something mm-hmm. through the number of likes mm-hmm. that totally. come in through oh that. Gosh. It's just, yeah. so no, you're not going to do it. Plus like my, my oldest son is 11 and I noticed that it's, it's not his fault, but the, the videos that kind of filled his feed, mm-hmm. he only had it on there for a couple of days, but I have access to what he's doing. So, um, but they're, you know, like a, a lot of 15 year old girls wearing kind of tightish clothes, you know, there's yeah. just a little bit of a lurid yeah. part right. of it. And, and I don't know that those girls know, I mean, certainly I suspect that they have some inkling that they're, it's a little titillating, right? right? for lack of a better word, uh, but it's, uh, right. but they're not, I, you know, I wouldn't shame them. They're not overtly being bad about anything, but right. I don't need my 11 year old totally. seeing that, right. you know, that's right. not the right content for you, little buddy. So uh, yeah, it's, it's amazing. It, it just, what we, what we see as attention and what it takes to, to get and hold attention and significance um, as an individual is changing and it's rapidly changing. Yeah, I was going to ask you how, that, how you kind of factor that in with brands because there's so much content out there mm-hmm. that it becomes over... Jim and I, we took, well, all three of us talk about how we just kind of drown out a lot of things because we feel overwhelmed. So how do you approach that? 
Yeah. Um, we talk a lot about significance and it, you know, if I was giving my sales pitch here, we, we kind of ground ourselves in what do we provide our clients, our, 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 our brands it really is around significance. Mm-hmm. Um, but achieving significance is super difficult these days. Right. And you know, everything we're talking about right now is, um, the overall fragmentation of media and, mm-hmm. and the ability to, I guess the fragmentation of our brains yeah. for sure too. the ability I mean, to to deliver a, a message a coherent message mm-hmm. um, that can be fully consumed by your desired audience desired audience is really difficult nowadays mm-hmm. so you know when we think about significance how do you do that and it really comes back to, to kind of what you mentioned before it's it's telling a story mm-hmm. right um, an authentic meaningful mm-hmm. shared value based story mm-hmm. that's going to resonate that will hold my attention um, for more than 30 seconds, mm-hmm. um, and potentially, hopefully get me to engage with that brand, um, mm-hmm. in some different ways versus just passively consuming like an ad. Um, how do I go out there and, and, and sort of engage with their website, engage with their app, um, go into their store, um, uh, sort of share my, my experience with, with a product or an experience, um, because it was so impressive and, and aligned so well with, with my values, um, that my friends ought to know about it. So that's the power of where the new media is taking us is mm-hmm. the ability to to reach, you know, a, 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 a sort of an endorsed audience um, based on me as mm-hmm. an individual. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really is changing um, and it's powerful. And I think brands are just sort of growing into really how do I even operate here, even though still you know social media has been around for a little while here. But um, how do I as a, as a brand and as an organization um, lean into it versus just putting out, out a bunch of noise and, you know, checking yep. boxes that, yep, yep we, I made a post. We talked about yeah. this, we've yeah. talked about it several times, but Jim sort of described it as uh, we're in kind of the hangover period of, so if if social media really started to blossom, let's say 10 years ago, but right. I mean, you, you could just, maybe go back a little further, but not much, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and if it was blossoming, then it was kind of like a big party, and and you just everyone's you just having consume. a good time. We're just consuming all right. this stuff. It's brand new. You just take it in, take it in, and then all of a sudden, <clears throat> what we were talking about, you kind of yeah. wake up one morning and you go, "Oh my gosh, what yeah. what what happened? Like what have I like, been doing? Like, it was this like, was I fun just, a few years like it, ago. It, right it turned now into it's a blur. But you know, I want to mention one thing, and this is like with the kids at home too, um, and maybe. You know, so we take these road trips all the time, and this sort of idea of fragmentation, you know, yeah. um, it comes down into this granular level of music, which I think is so interesting. Like when I'm driving with the kids, kids meaning teenagers, yeah. they're just so interested. All right, Jim, check this out. And we cannot even get through a song. Yeah. You know what I mean? The, the, the fidget factor, oh, you know, yeah. it's like, listen to this new song, and I'm like, listening, we're bopping along in the car, and all of a sudden they're like, okay, well, and the, wait, the song's not over. I want to hear, or I want to hear the next song. Like, do you guys play an album? Album. No, (laughs) no, there's no album, Jim. We don't even, we barely get through the song, you know? And it's, it's interesting how that sort of, where am I going with this? The fact, the fact that they kind of almost (laughs) make up their own song within songs, like they sample, it's like they become DJs, you know, and it becomes a sampling you know, instead Rather of listening than, to a full mm-hmm. song of the artist, yeah. they kind of combine three songs. So even the even a three minute, oh yeah, song that's put way out too long. An artist can't can't be heard in its entirety. No, let alone a, you know an album with a theme. Right. Or 
Right. Yeah. So that, I think that's yeah. really interesting as I, I something that kind of happens. And it it maybe really that's has just... happened. And, and I think, but I, I also, I, I foresee a time where there's almost a, a bit of a boomerang effect there. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, uh, because exactly. there, is, there is a search for something that it's more meaningful to me. I think Absolutely. It's yeah. We talk Absolutely. about that. And that's too. part of that sobering up too. Yeah, totally. You know? Yeah. I think the pendulum's already starting to swing and that's, that's your, you know, your craft breweries, your yep. craft food, your craft products that people are saying, I, I'm actually going to spend some money on something that someone yeah. built here and did a really nice job with it. Right. And it's not about shotgunning a beer. It's about sitting down and enjoying, enjoying something. It. That's right. right. Yeah. yeah. We right. were the shotgun of gunning a beer era. Right. For sure. <laughs> I just, still I just can't anymore. He <laughs> would, though. Oh, he would. well. If we had some blats in the fridge. Yeah. <laughs> No, I wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> Good old Blatz. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, I mean, we did We did make ourselves sound old there for a minute, I think. Yeah. The that's kids. okay. We just, lost, we just lost the one kid. Right. Listen, right. whoever that is. <laughs> Marshall or Brandon or someone. Well, I think this kind of conversation loops back to even what we're doing with yeah. Andalyn. Mm-hmm. And that's where we started. And we've talked to you about that. You know, it's kind of like trying to become authentic, trying to make oh, something God, a little bit that. more meaningful. Yeah, I love that word because, it, like, over the years, I've I started my own construction company. And I, I don't know. You know, I, I I know how to do the construction. I started out as a painting company, and then I morphed into construction. I know how to do all of that. I never really thought about the brand side of it, like mm-hmm. it, which now I sort of understand is uh, me putting out a clear message of what it is I do, rather than just sort of this nebulous. Well, I'm a construction company. Right. Like, what does that mean? Like, would you? I have a hammer. Yeah, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. But uh, but the authentic part of it. I just I remember people uh, throughout my life, like sitting down and, and you'd you'd walk up and your friend would be reading a like how how to be a leader book or whatever. And I this is sort of rude, but I always thought like if you have to read that, you can't be one. Like if you <laughs> if you you know. So like I think when people start companies, if they're looking to be authentic, I'm sure you can help them find their authentic voice. But there has to be authenticity to find. Like yeah. you can't yeah, start out true. from an inauthentic place that. and mm-hmm. pretend that you're going to make something authentic. And I feel like people have tried doing that over the years and you see through it so quickly. Well, that's well. interesting for you. I mean, how many people, I mean, do you find that like, you know, you've got a client that kind of comes in and says, make us authentic, you know, but yet yeah, it, it, we'll, we'll get back to you. We'll see in two weeks, Greg. You know, know, make us wholesome sort of, and I don't know if wholesome is the right word, but authentic, you know, kind of, you know, you know, what's funny is almost never. Well, yeah, actually never, never. Right. Right. Um, People come to us saying we want a new website, right. Or we want a new ad campaign or something Mm -hmm. like that. Um, And often the, the thought process is I just need to increase sales. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And what they you know, and what at the heart of this authenticity um, yeah. uh, conversation we're having here is it has to, you know, we sort of view it as a virtuous cycle, right? So as a brand, I want consumers to do something, right? But I have no power over them, right? So I have to, I have to reach out first to do something um, generous, something authentic mm-hmm. in order for that consumer to pick it up and say, right. hmm, yeah, 
that seems about right for me. Yeah. And then they turn around and do something that I would like them to do, engage with my brand, buy my, my products, things mm-hmm. like that. Um, so, you know, at the heart of like trying to create authenticity out of nothing, it, it really it can't really be done. Right. Yeah. Because um, there, there has to be not only authentic, um, there has to be some inherent value and value mm-hmm. exchange, um, you know, from a, an, on an individual level that will say, yeah. That that either provides me utility or information or something um, that I want, right? And mm-hmm. then you can start to build authenticity around what that that value is, that, right. that utility is, um, and construct. You know, okay, I'm authentically the cheapest, you know, box on the shelf. That's fine. That that's mm-hmm. a brand position that that can be um, super valuable for a lot of people. Um, but what we want to do is help. You know brands understand what that is um, and then you can lean into that and, and start to create differentiation in, in, in engagement around right. that mm-hmm. yeah it goes back to the old uh, drunken period of time and and ha- now we're in the hangover or whatever <laughs> like I, I just I know when when we started getting almost everything inexpensively built from China or Taiwan or whatever it's not that there was a problem with some of that happening, it was that we kind of sold everything out. Right. And uh, that, you know, now you're buying products, you're buying twice as many products as you were five years ago because they're half as expensive, but you don't actually need them. So you're surrounding Mm -hmm. yourself with stuff that you sort of felt like you wanted, but only in that kind of drunken happy right. phase where you're like look at how cheap all this stuff is oh, yeah. like, you know it's disposable at yeah. the end of the day yeah. and, and it's not that there aren't going to be disposable goods moving forward it's just that I think people are are, and that's part of what exactly what we're doing with Andalyn is uh, trying to trying to place some emphasis on surrounding yourself with things that have a legacy a, a maybe soul a little bit own. of a you know, like heirloom the, the product thing yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think a lot of brands today too are trying to force this authenticity. Where they're trying, is it experiential marketing? Where it's like a retail store because retail sales are kind slumping. of slumping because of mm-hmm. e-commerce and whatnot. But you look at the big box retailers, and a lot of them are closing. And then I don't want to say a name, but yeah. they'll uh, <laughs> they'll <laughs> do no, they'll do like in-store events or create kind of an environment where a children's clothing store will do like mommy events and. It's like I get that. I get you're trying to create this community, but do you really? How is that are you real? Gonna, is that real? Like yeah, do it through a, making nice clothes young, that hold up. Mm-hmm. Right. If you I know, was that, a young that's mom, that's a better way like, to do well, that. I would spend say. my Saturday having coffee with other moms. It's like no, no. It's just like they're. And then the other thing that bothers me too, and this is going to get us in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> is that yeah, uncomfortable? Sarah. She is no, coffee. No, no, no. I've I've had to kind of manage social media in all of my past jobs, and obviously we're doing this with Andalyn, but I just screams in inauthentic to me a lot of times and you can see when you put up a post and there may be posts that I'll put time in actually putting something meaningful or write a little meaningful paragraph and then you're spammed right away with these bots or these other companies that are paying and I know that's all part of the game yeah but it's an irritating part of the game but then you're like you didn't really read it I know you're just sending something it's just an algorithm somewhere it's an algorithm I get it but Mm -hmm. I want to how can we kind of cut through that noise and specifically one more point yeah yeah the founders of instagram have now left 
Mm-hmm. And then some of the original staff have now left, and I forget her name. She said she no longer uses Instagram because it was built to be a connector towards with creative people and discovering new ideas, and it had become so oversaturated that it was very hard for her to find, establish that type of connection. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was very significant. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, what what they originally conceived the thing to be right. is no longer what it is. Right. Um, well, I mean, let's be, you know, this goes back to the whole. Uh, if if you're not paying for something, then you're the product. Just sure. said that, right. you know, like there's there when when it was bought by Facebook, especially like it's purpose driven. They want they want you to use it as frequently as possible mm-hmm. to spit out as much stuff so they can gather data because that's how they make money off of Absolutely. it. And, and yeah. they're I don't think they're being inauthentic in in their application of that, they've pretty much made it clear this is what these things sure. are for. I think it's up to us to say, okay, well, that's not working for me anymore. But how do yeah. you how do you do it? And mm-hmm. this is what I want to ask you. How? Because it's still, I don't want to say necessary evil, but it's, it's part of your story. It's a way it to is. connect with people. Yeah. So how do you do that without getting lost, not only lost, but make it authentic? Can we, uh, can we get back to that question? Yeah, we're going to let him think about it. Yeah. yeah, we'll let you think about that question because we're going to take a little break midway through here. Awesome. Okay. So. Sounds good. All right, you guys. Great job. Thank you for listening. I can't believe you've made it halfway through already. I'm sure you can't believe it as well. Uh, if you are not a family member of mine or Jim or Sarah's, uh, that's even more impressive that you've stuck with us this long. Uh, don't forget to visit our website www.andalin.app or uh, if you're interested in the institutional version you can always check out kineticlegacy.us too anyway thanks for listening we'll start with the second half all right you guys we have uh, we have returned from our little break um Jim was just telling us over the break. He's falling apart. But he seems, I, you feel, it feels like better. you're on you the mend, Jim. Yes. You look better. You're Thanks. coughing less. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. the worst is behind you. Right. It was, yeah. it was a, quite bad for a while. It was touch and go. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, seriously, <laughs> I, I thought it was going to die. Yeah. I mean, I never get sick and then I, you had, to go to a, you had to go to a doctor even. Oh I God, never go to the doctor. <laughs> yeah. Ever. When was the last time you were at the doctor? Um, I mean, did it go years in between? Uh, yeah. Okay. Three years wow. ago, maybe. Wow. Yeah. It's impressive. Yeah. You're you know? healthy then. You're right. right. Oh. So, so I, don't, I don't even have a doctor other than my older brother. Cause, well, see, because Chris I, is a doctor, so I'm no. always like, oh, right. Yeah. Just give eh, what do I have? Am I okay? What do I have? Like, and yeah, I just got a doctor. You like, know, your, like, like your own doctor? That, yeah, well, like, kind of. I mean, I someone get, you intend to see regularly yeah. is what you're saying. Well, that's the idea. So I've never done that. Yeah. 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 But, but so at, at your advanced yeah. age, it's yeah. about time to <laughs> <Okay>. find. <laughs> right. Well, it's actually Amber. She made me. That's, that's, <laughs> that's really what happened. Yeah. She was like, yeah. It's time. Anyways, it's, yeah. it's time to get a doctor. God, she's always making you do sensible things and stuff. Exactly. You know. How dare she? I don't know. You know it makes me feel old. Yeah, well, you know? you've made it this this well, far yeah. in life without doing the right thing, and then she's got to come in and make you do right things. Greg, here's the deal. I went in, got a physical. <laughs> Two weeks later, I was sick. 
yeah. and I had to go back to the doctor. So I, I haven't things. had a physical in years. So two quick no. ones in a row. Oh, yeah. Then I looked like a lunatic. I'm like, Do you the think doc- you got sick at the doctor? No, I definitely did not. Yeah. I actually got sick, okay. you know. All right. I, you're yourself not blaming out. the visit to you the doctor. You knew where to That's go. That's what I would do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe the visit to the doctor, yeah. you know, kind of weakened like me. Like your yeah. anxiety, maybe? Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Kind right. of entered that Yeah, And there was a lot of germs at the doctor's office. Yeah. That's what they say. Yeah. And think about it from the perspective of uh him needing to yeah keep his exactly job, right like when you're not looking he's he's some kid yeah. was in there coughed all over something yeah. and he's wiping it on your shirt yeah oh yeah 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 so exactly. like, well let's get this let's get this old guy real spinning, it's right? a racket <laughs> that's what it is i'm sure that's the way it went no sure, that's not the way sure. it went but yeah so i doubled down and went back and now, apparently, I'm supposed to go back and get a flu shot, too. Oh, I need oh, to get mine. I never, I yeah. I never, never get a flu get shot. I, I, I'm, and I'm the only one in my family that doesn't. Everybody else does. Hmm. Right. Oh. And do you get sick? I usually don't. Yeah. No, because, because right. they protect exactly. you. Oh. Yeah, it's, that's, they protect you. They're doing, they're doing so. it they're doing the work. Yeah. you. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. I have to get mine, too, because I have children. Mm-hmm. I can't believe you get a flu shot. Of course I do. Well, you gave me so much grief about going to a doctor <laughs> that remember that Sarah? I remember. And who did you listen to? I listened to you. Of course. <laughs> and Amber. <laughs> and Amber, yes. <laughs> well, you're not supposed to listen to me about stuff like well, that. Anyway, that's a, that would be a terrible idea. Right. But. Well. Yeah. So uh, before we took our little break, you two were talking high level uh, marketing stuff because Sarah, you are our marketer Quote. chief yes Quote. cmo in quotes in air quotes right and you did you did attend uh a kind of highfalutin little little u- <laughs> university is it out there what is that uh, school. college thing school, school? school. parsons school of design and marketing or something <laughs> oh my gosh marketing in quotes let's just say marketing in right. quotes so uh so there's the connection you know yeah. well i just you know to talk to an expert you know i know i want to pick his brain so we were talking go, about Greg. instagram expert expert, expert. Oh, i don't know about it's that. an interesting eh? yeah. no i you're you on the expert level you are in the expert level yeah i've talked to a lot of people who Think they're they think experts. They, that's the thing. <laughs> Let me tell you what you need. All right. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing about marketing. It's such like a. How do you describe it? It's, yeah. There's some it level. Can be, or a great level of uh, of sort of subjectivity to what marketing right. is. And right. is there intuition in it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 I would think so. Yeah, and to I, be a good marketer, I think it's that intuition. There's a there's a ton of in, intuition, and, and again, what's fun about it is, in a lot of ways, it really is where you know sort of science meets art in mm-hmm. a lot of ways, mm-hmm. and that's that's what interest has interested me over the years. What keeps me interested in in what I do, um, it's one of those things like, yeah, I get to do that. I, I don't tire of it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's always a little different. The challenge is a little different. Um, that's what's fun working, you know, sort of on the services or agency side of the world. Um, everything is, you know, mm-hmm. coming at you is, is a little different, um, a little different set of circumstances. So, well, isn't I mean, that's sort of the ideal is to find a job that you're not only proficient at, but that you enjoy doing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that yeah. sort of excites you for long periods of time. Absolutely. And, and again, I'm fortunate that that's how I feel. And I know that isn't always the case. So. Mm-hmm. No, in fact, it's not often yeah, the case, I'm I think. I get to know. do this. So. Yeah, I know that, you know, I've always enjoyed 
I've always enjoyed doing construction, but it's like I enjoy, uh, we've talked about this before, but like I have a communication with the, with the home. Like I walk in and I'm like the client. It's, it's funny because like the client is really secondary. Yeah. They have, what I know they need is for me to soothe their anxiety over everything. Right. But what the house is actually asking for is to be fixed. Mm-hmm. Like the, you know, homeowner, fine. I got to deal with you to get your house fixed mm-hmm. and I need your resources to get that done. Yeah. But the house is looking at me all like sad eyed, you yeah. know, that no one's done anything nice to me in years. And you have to translate that into something that the owner will actually mm-hmm. go for. Right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So I forget where I, why I went down that path. So Greg, um, <laughs> when you were talking about that, what's like an ins- What's your outlook, or uh, you know, where do you get inspiration from? Mm-hmm. Is there anything? Mm-hmm. It's um, probably a variety of it things. It is it a variety, and, and again, I, by I'm not a creative by right. trade. You know, and we mm-hmm. are fortunate that we have uh, a lot of those folks on staff yeah. that truly are creatives. You know, yeah. like yourself that yeah. that come from more of a design and an art background. Right. Um, and, and it's a discipline, right? Like how, yeah. how do you be creative? You know, it's not like a, a dance monkey sort of a command, right. right? It is, you look for inspiration through other things that have been done, obviously. Yep. Um, we would say, um, and lean into hard, uh, uh, that we start with the science part of it, you know, mm-hmm. getting that, that clarity around what are we really trying to do? Right. Um, while we're gathering that clarity, actually inspiration happens. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, we don't see it as a, Hey, let's do some brand consulting, and we'll we'll sort of put that down on paper, and then there's a you know linear a next linear step that creativity happens next. Right. Um, we want a creative in the room when we're doing the consulting part of it because yep. different things happen, different right. things come up, different questions are answered, um, and that's where inspiration starts is is in that clarity of like what am I trying to do? What does this brand really mean? Um, and then what does that expression eventually need to look like? Sort of, it, it, right. is, it is a bit of a, a process there. So are you... That's that's interesting yeah. um, because with art, you know, oftentimes, um, like even the last show, I that's where I start. It's like, yeah. you know, I'll go through a, a bunch of different compositions or ideas and I'll always sit down and I'll just be like, what is it that I really want to do? Yeah. What is this really about? And bring it down to like, one or two movements, yep. you know, and then that's, but it's hard to find those, No, it you is. know, you kind of have to go through this process, you There's know, a lot of intentionality on right. your part to get there yeah. right, before you can push off and say, okay, I'm actually going right. to put the brush to the canvas here. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's quite a process to figure out what it is you really want. Yeah. You kind of have to drill down because you think you want something, right. you know, but then, you know, it becomes murky and muddy and, right. you know, it's not quite clear. Mm-hmm. So that is a process that's, yeah, I mean, that's I, interesting. I think we kind of watch you go through that process, not not just with the art, but like with the, your artistic Ooh. direction to oh. handle it, especially mm-hmm. like I don't, yeah. I don't participate in how this happens. That's all you. Right. But when it comes to all of the artistic direction, like you, you've got a, you've got a different way of viewing the world Mm -hmm. a different way of thinking of things and you sort of spit out these kernels of ideas yeah and then it's up to sort of the rest of us to say well yeah oh wait a minute but i see what you're getting at in here right you know Mm -hmm. which is really cool which is how we all bounce off of each other yeah you know yeah i mean i i'm more of a process Mm -hmm. thinker or something you know or problem solver kind of thing and you throw out both of you throw out these ideas and it's sort of like oh yeah well i can add that to this one over here or right. whatever, help you out yeah and are you 
Yeah, are you more of an administrator? Is that what you see yourself if you're not a creative? No, I, you know, I, I guess um, I love strategy, right? I yeah. love getting my eyes up on the, on the horizon, mm-hmm. um, sort of thinking about what comes next. How do these things fit together? Um, mm-hmm. What's going to sort of yield benefit for, you know, uh, the over, or sort of progress for, to the overall objective? So I think that's where my, my personal strengths lie. That's, that's where I'm, what I'm interested in. I love sort yep. of future looking sort of reading and, mm-hmm. and just contemplating those sort of things. So um, as an organization, um, you know, that's part of it. And, and, but, you know, kind of what you were saying there, there, Sam, around, you're the process guy, obviously Jim's an artist and you're a classically trained marketing person, you know, to have that sort of diversity of thought come at, uh, uh, something that's, I think that's where outcomes really sort of are sort of made better. And yeah, I I mean, I see it every day. I, I've never, this is the first time I've worked with a team that where we gelled pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. mm Yeah. Yeah, and our, our talents complement one another. And there's like, it's, I work with really good people on the, on the construction side, people yeah. who I trust implicitly. They're fantastic at what they do. I'd say that's a good team as well. But this yeah. creative part of this, like, yeah. I, I don't think it, that isn't necessary on a construction site. Mm-hmm. On a construction site, it's more process, get this done. Yep. Here, we, you know, we were kind of coming up with, taking abstract ideas and making them reality. Right. And that's a different set of skills and a different way that a team has to work. And we just got lucky. Mm-hmm. The three of us just got lucky. Then. Well, it's cool. You know, because I, I think um, I often get the, the question, you know, and this is sort of agency talk, right? Are you a creative, creatively driven agency or a strategy driven agency? And, you know, for us and for me, you can't really pull those things apart, mm-hmm. right? No. I mean, I want sort of a classically McKinsey type of a, a consultant right along, sort of a, a hardcore creative director, right? Mm-hmm. You have and, to. And we will come up with, with better sort of ideas and expressions every single time. Mm-hmm. Um, those things can't be done, you know, in silos, um, no. or else you'll get very beautiful sort of ideas that are unattached to what I'm really trying to achieve. Or you'll get, you know, a ream of paper that will say, this is what it is all about, and here's objectives and blah, blah, blah. Um, that really can't be expressed um, creatively. So, yep. It uh, not to not to go back to the the construction, but actually, what that sounds like to me is there's construction companies that do things, and then there's architects that design the things, right. and then we're a design build firm right. which has kind of both of them in the same place. Absolutely. And I feel yeah. like that you end up with a better result mm-hmm. because otherwise, when we get when we get plans from an architect. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're just so abstract yeah, and weird. Exactly. We're like, well, yeah, that's, that's not going to work. That's cool, but I, I mean, do you have four million dollars? Yeah. You know, like, uh, you, right? Yeah, but no. So I guess it, you know, it's sort of it. It's maybe taken me a long time to realize how important uh, the design process and the creative part of everything. You have to take that into account yeah. as well as the implementation of process. You know, mm-hmm. so took me a while to realize that. Yeah, I mean, I like that. I mean, it's sort of like being a conductor, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. a little bit. And sort of Sarah and I were talking earlier this morning, you know, also like just, you know, how do you achieve a composition, mm-hmm. you know, an abstract composition? What makes it good? And, you know, it's sort of like balance, right? Yeah. 
you know, it's like you just have to balance all these sort of, you know, entities, these pieces of the puzzle, basically, you know, and then put them together until they don't really make a whole puzzle, but they right. kind of make a composition mm -hmm. that sort of is balanced then. Knowing that there is a boundary, right? Right. You, you have to actually mm -hmm. fit it into something. Yeah, you have to fit it onto the canvas yeah. mm -hmm. That's why I think the, the architect, you know, construction company analogy is good even for what we do, right? Like, right. man, we could do a lot if you have unlimited budgets, but, you know, there's, there's a reality of yep. what makes sense. Right. You know? And yeah. meeting and if, customer expectations. Right. right. Yeah, and if you don't have those those... <laughs> two disciplines in the room at the same time, you end up with a jumbled mess. Yeah, it's not balanced. It's, there's Either it's too yeah, heavy it's, on the design or it's right. too heavy on, you know, the numbers or something like that. Yep. And at yeah, the end, not, it looks uh, awkward. Mm -hmm. They're not working in collaboration. They're you mm -hmm. know, maybe even working at odds with one another or something. Right. Um, not, not to uh, steer this conversation away from all this seriousness oh, but is there is there any <laughs> we should have a call in well, I, you know i was going to ask though another thing is like how many employees do you guys oh, employ yeah, right now question. and what does that look like do you have you know everything's under one roof one roof but then do you have other people you know not under that roof too i mean are you yes so we have you know we're headquartered here in, in minneapolis in yep. the in the total organization we have mm -hmm. about 110 mm -hmm. in, okay. in the organization yep. about 50 of those are actually dedicated toward our tech brand okay. um, which is actually called a and d mm -hmm. um, so they actually go to market under that that logo um we actually get to consume those those technology resources for our, our sort of marketing uh, mm -hmm. based um uh, experiences that we're bringing to life so it's it's great and, and it's nice to have that here um we also have a presence in phoenix um so that's where our, our okay. other office is yeah and how often do you go there if ever uh very rarely right now okay. so um we have we have some some nationally based clients and I do more client travel than mm -hmm. office to office. Um, we're actually just trying to spin up the modern climate brand in Phoenix. Okay. So I foresee us uh, a, a bit more travel down there sure. um, in the future. But so far, we were really not uh, yeah. at much of a presence there. So okay. um, it's been more on the A&D technology side right. um, that, that's been down in Phoenix. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. I do I do like our our prospects here in Minneapolis, the kind of growing oh yeah tech yeah, community here. and yeah i mean it, it's it, you know it, it, things change but in, in my lifetime this is we're transitioning into kind of a new upper midwestern place oh know? absolutely and yeah. you know from in in the marketing advertising space the talent pool here is rich mm -hmm. um it's it's awesome it's a great place to to do business to be in business to attract talent um we have a lot of talent um you know that are that sort of is through the university here um it, it's a great place to, to to be located speaking of authenticity right yeah. I, I feel like 10 15 20 years ago we might have said those kind of things and it wasn't necessarily it was on the horizon yeah but it wasn't necessarily a reality mm -hmm. and i feel like you know I, when i worked at camp i have all these uh kids who are my campers who went to college and then they're out moving around the country and for a while they all wanted to be in denver yeah. everyone wanted oh, to yeah. move to denver yeah, that absolutely. was the hot spot yeah and then and then even before that i think it was like seattle but then denver and now a lot of them are talking about Minneapolis. I, I as think a that's place to completely come. true. Yeah. I, I think, um, you know, we had aspirations, you know, feel like, you know, 
we want to be a cool city, right? And there was ingredients and, and sort of um, some things going on. But I think just over the last five to, to six years, it just seems like there's there's a momentum there um, where there really is like, oh, Minneapolis, there's, there's a thing there. Um, and yeah. even like this neighborhood where you guys are, you know, Northeast, you know, just in the last five years, Completely oh, transformed, you know, completely. It's, it, it's amazing, you know, from a from an advertising standpoint, and that's where we're we're in a new, unique position. Um, uh, we have a, a, a long history of great advertising agencies being mm-hmm. founded and, and grown say, yeah. here in, in, yeah. in Minneapolis, yeah. um, which adds kind of cool legacy mm-hmm. to kind of some some overall momentum of what we have in, in terms of a talent pool and and kind of people wanting to stay here. And I think I think it's the be, wanting to stay here yeah. part that. That has changed. Oh, yeah. And I think you, know, you used to have people that would come in as an executive or um, sort of transplant from a, a different place and you wind up in Minneapolis and you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to get out of here as soon as possible. <laughs> right. And all of a sudden, yeah. you know, 20 years later, you raised a family and like, oh, we love it here now. You mm-hmm. know, and I, right. um, now I think it's it's happening more with young people um, wanting to stay. Here I think so, too. I think it's becoming an a, a place, a destination for yeah. young talent, yep. too, which yeah. is... I mean, for us, I think it's interesting, you know, now that we're in this Andalin world, but how many startup companies are here yeah. and all of the, I mean, just the, the, the bio, energy that's happening. Biomedical yeah. startups. And then there's also just this uh, tech kind just of this boom whole, mm-hmm. in this yeah. town. Like we, yeah. you don't have to live in California. Or, right. You don't have all. to be Silicon I Valley. I think that's a draw. It was the Reddit co-founder that I sent you guys that article that he was saying it's impressive when not impressive he's more interested in startups that aren't in san francisco now i feel like it, it it's, it's like it's everything else that kind of get, got too insular and they mm-hmm. they kind of uh the a lot of the stuff that comes out of there is sort of reiterations of kind of the same silliness mm-hmm. in a way like the, it's almost like one-upsmanship or something like like that article we read about the yo app mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. where you know the the only thing it does is send <laughs> send you, you know, a notification. If you, yeah, if yeah. you're a user on it. But but it was you know sort of heavily funded at first because the guy worked with some other guy and they've already made so much money and so they can kind of play around and they don't necessarily. I, I, this is just a yeah. yeah this is just a you know uh, speculation or generalization. But I feel like once you've grounded yourself in sort of that. Let's go back to authentic. So that inauthentic community that's kind of built up around all of these things. And so it's authentically tech. I get it. But right. they kind of are missing. They need fresh ideas. Yeah. It's fresh like, perspective. Yeah. 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 Well, you're just throwing ideas left and right, you know, seeing what sticks. I mean, like, we'll yell, right? <laughs> Let's see what <laughs> yeah, happens. Dudes. You know? Right. Yeah. We'll throw a little money at it. I, we'll develop it. Uh, we'll, my you favorite know. part of that yo app thing was reading the comments. Yeah. And it's. You know, you read the comments through it, and there's a lot of positives, but then they start to get a little negative, like, yeah, I've had it for two years, but all I, all I can do is send someone a message that says, yo, you really need to think about adding, like, hey. Like, right. No, you'll ruin our whole platform. It's just yo. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. It's not hey. Yeah. Right. I, I it's yo, get the guy it right. Was, there was someone on there who was very passionately very trying to lead the charge it. to mm-hmm. yeah to put one other word on. <laughs> Seems a little silly. It is silly. Yeah. 
Yeah, so, so what else is new? So um, uh, what have you done for fun lately? I was Greg? just going to ask that. Yeah. You know, wow. and you can you can talk about your wife, too. You I know, yeah, wife. because yeah, yeah. you guys are kind of like uh, was an a team, segment. you know. <laughs> well, I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> I mean, I but you know, the reason came out. I didn't think well, it was we're this kind of show. I mean, yeah. The question I asked is, what yeah. have you done for fun? And then I say, <laughs> you can talk about your wife, Greg. <laughs> can you see Jim's getting super close to the microphone? I know. Come on, I'm Greg. Not, I'm watching this. I'm watching this yes. big oh. spike here. Yeah. Um, well, nice one, Jim. Yeah. This is a family show. I always <laughs> seem to do something like this. No, I, so. I think you probably went there because, in general, she's a lot more fun than I am. So well, it's, uh, yeah. it's, it's, I knew it's what a, you were getting at. I know, but you, know, you had to change yeah. it. No, I didn't change it. I just pointed <laughs> out what the you obvious, what the listeners would hear. Yeah. Whoa, what's, yeah, what's what, that what, about? Why is no. Jim always so dark or so... What would, I don't know what that would have been. Oh my god! <laughs> so dirty. Oh my god! <laughs> okay. Sorry. Oh, right. oh mom's mom's shut Sarah's down. putting the foot down. Yeah. Okay, so uh, yeah, you. <laughs> Let's hear. What about have you done for fun? Wow. <laughs> yeah. So here's maybe. A, does she cook, Tanya? Does yeah. she cook like this amazing holiday feast? Holiday feast. Because that's um, her forte, right? Well. Yeah, cooking. She's ridiculous. Um, and we always have some amazing food because... Um, oh, guess. so it's real. It's real. It's, it's real. real. It's not it, like... It really it's is not, real. Not like... Um, and you will... You got to have her on because she's she is a lot more fun and a lot uh, <laughs> fun to talk to here. Um, but, um, you know, holiday-wise... We'll put in a good word for us. I will do that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's definitely in. Um, so generally, holidays, it's um, like apps on Christmas Eve, you know, and always some good ones. So... Um, but she's always trying new stuff because mm-hmm. she posts a lot and mm-hmm. puts her recipe blog out and, and, and pushes that and out. what so, is her blog, by the um, way? Tanya's Table. Tanya's Table. That's right. Tanya's Table, T-O-N-J-A. Very good. And, uh, yeah, um, so she, she's cooking a lot, trying a, little, a lot. Um, she reads cookbooks, you know, just all the time, just voracious cookbook reader um, looking and sort for of ideas and inspiration and to come up um, with an amalgamation of ideas or something like it. a little yeah. bit from this a little bit a little from, bit from that. that and try this that seems like, like that. a good idea mm-hmm. and then comes up with something new and, and yeah most of the stuff in, in like her book is is usually aimed at um, an occasion of some sort mm-hmm. right like how do how do I sort of construct a, a menu or a, like entertaining uh, inter- well um, or beyond just... that so some of it's very you know if I'm having the team over or sure. you know um, if I'm having um, uh, my in-laws for dinner, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that as well. Um, okay. But then she also does some some broader entertaining stuff as well. Okay. And yeah. What's the cookbook's name? Tanya's Table. Oh, same thing. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Keep it, keep it which, which we use a lot. It, it's you know, sticking Amber with the brand. Amber uses yeah. a lot. Yes. Mm-hmm. We bust out well, Tanya's Table quite in, a bit. I mean, what's two, two art worlds up here? Yeah, yeah where mm-hmm. she's brought, where she's brought <laughs> her food. And everyone loves it. Yeah. It's super fun. Yeah. It is. Fun. Yep. All right. So that's that's your cooking yeah. area. But what else for fun? For what fun, do you, you guys lately, got anything? Um, yeah. So let's see here. So, no, it's kind of fall is, you know, we haven't had a fall here, which is sucky. We had you one know? day. One day. We had like yeah. one day this fall um, that was really fall like. Yeah. The rest of them weren't. So that kind of blew by without, you know, you know yep. getting outside. Do you normally go up north or anything? Sometimes. Not yeah. as much as I used to, actually. Yeah. Um, you still have family in Reamer? My, my parents are still in Reamer, yeah. Um, so we get up there some. Um, but I'm looking forward to, you know, getting out and doing some skiing. So we ski. Um, Cross country, go, I assume? No. Oh, downhill? Uh, downhill. Okay. Um, so we're going to get out west here. The real like skiing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I'm not, I'm not big into cross country either. No. It's hard. 
it's hard. I was, but I was on it's the like running on snow ski team it's, for a couple of years and really i did all sorts then of you weird are stuff. into it then. yeah I, but i, I never mean, was into it I, do you know I, how you to did. do it without falling down like oh yeah I, I can okay. i can skate well um so you're no, not a classic you're a skater it was girls it was i always <laughs> it wasn't even that i was yeah. that into girls, but like but the the girls on the cross-country ski team were so cute <laughs> i don't know what this and the girls on the cross-country not... running team were so cute so i did right. both of those but do do i really look like a cross-country skier really. or a cross-country runner no. not really yeah. not my thing Anyway, so downhill. Downhill, better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> better. I like that. So where do you? Where's your favorite place to go skiing? I love Vail. Yeah. Mm, yeah. It's great. It's big. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's nice. It's very quaint and. Yeah, it's um, you know, for you can just ski there for a week and not even touch the same slopes if you want to. Mm-hmm. But then you know they have the back bowls and stuff that is just awesome mm-hmm. when the snow's right. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Colorado um, sure is fun skiing. It is fun skiing. Is. You know, I'm not a I'm not a skier. I tried to be and it didn't work out. Right. But my sister lived in Vail for a long oh, time. Oh, did she really? Right after college or mm-hmm. you know party days, and so I've been out several times. Vail is so much fun, even if you don't ski. It is. Yeah. I like cozying Maggie's with the opera ski. Maggie's a good snowboarder. <laughs> yeah. skied Do you know this? Maggie's right. That she's my aunt. I did. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just making sure. I just love pointing it out. It's really important that we. Have. It's very important <laughs> that we you know that, that right now. Uh, yes, I did. I think we made that connection at our. Well, work. yes, Maggie right. was telling yes. us. Yeah, her boss refers to me as her son, right? Oh, right. Yeah, that's right. what she was telling me that yesterday. So I was like, "Oh, what's your son up to these days?" It's just. In, in fun chest. banter between you know a longtime people. friend of because mine who's now my told, stepmother. Uh-huh. You told that to Jim before I'd met Jim. I met Jim like it was almost going to be a year. Right. And Jim was like, um, okay, oh, he's you're, you're picturing aunt? some seventy-year-old woman, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't really think we need your aunt here. <laughs> you know. Here we go. Right. And then I opened yeah. up the door and I was like, oh, hmm. Wait a minute. Weird. <laughs> Yeah. Something doesn't. Something. I don't know what's going on, but leave it to Sam to make it confusing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and interesting, right? Yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So skiing. What else you got on the agenda? Uh, Any see. travel this winter? Going anywhere warm? Uh, spring break. Spring break. Um, yeah, which isn't for a while. We're uh, gonna go to Jamaica. Yeah. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Have you been? We're, I've never been to Jamaica. Mm. I've been to Caribbean a bit, but um, never Jamaica. So we're doing that, and um, my son's in college, my daughter's in high school, and actually their their um, uh, spring breaks overlap, which is okay. amazing. So that's cool. Everybody's so they all want to go. Yeah, everybody gets to go. Well, why wouldn't so, you want to go to Jamaica? So just, exactly, right? Just you and the kids, and the, you and Tanya and the kids. Yeah. Oh, that sounds oh, really that's nice. Good. No, that's that awesome. sounds yeah, very yeah, yeah. nice. Because eventually they stop doing that. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So get them. Well, the not if you're going to Jamaica. They exactly. won't. I know. <laughs> I mean, you got to keep it rolling. I think Amber's kids might even go for that. I mean, they'd be like, uh, no, well, maybe. Okay, okay. Yeah. right. Yeah, yeah I, I think we could free tag along. That seems all right. We got our own bedroom. You guys hang out, you know, there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're old enough to kind of do their own. Well, exactly. Yeah. They'll just disappear. And... I have a little tear in my eye though, because you know, I'm watching my children grow up, and I know oh. that someday that'll be gone, and it happens so dang quickly. No, I, I say that all the time, and I I sound like I'm a hundred when I say things like that, but it really it mm-hmm. went fast. You know, mm-hmm. especially with my son being in college now, um, and just that senior year in high school leading up to that, I was just at any given time I'm like oh my gosh this is almost over you know yeah. it was it How was bizarre yeah it really went it really did go fast because in, in my mind I still you know have that 
I don't know, probably 24 year old version right. of myself of what I sort of think I am, but I'm certainly not. <laughs> I, I live that every day. Yeah, I, I think I'm. <laughs> well, I that's mean, a psychological um, reality. We yeah. we pick an age. Yeah. I forget. I, you guys know what I'm talking well, about. Does yeah. everyone know this? Yeah. yeah. I'll fit in a, a big, you know, swing of ages. Sure. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You in your mind? You mean? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There's not one. There's not one. No. Uh-huh. Okay. So typically. I mean, I'll take anything one, from twenties to. You know, early thirties is early good because you're kind of like more in, in your mind. Yeah. yeah, and you know mm-hmm. you're a little bit smarter and seasoned. Yeah, well, so and they say that, that some people like don't give up their seventeen-year-old self or whatever. Yeah. Like that's that's the self they carry in their mind. Yeah, and those people are you can spot them a yeah, mile yeah, 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 away. Yeah. It's a little painful. <laughs> I know. <some laughs> yeah. Right. It's like yeah. glory days and right. Yeah. 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 That's why KQ ex- exists. Like radio stations that don't oh. change their playlist. Right. Oh, you know, God. every time I go up to Bemidji, there's there's a radio station that, f- for the entirety of my life, has played the exact same playlist. Ex- yeah, that's KQ here yeah, it, in yeah, the Twin Cities. Here, yeah. I'm like, yeah. the, geez, who listens to this? The Loon or whatever. <laughs> the Power right. Loon. The Power Loon is one Brainerd, of them. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a different one. I forget what the, the one in Bemidji is, but yeah. yeah. Right. The Power Loon is, you know. It is the unchanged. Same. Unchanged. It is the same playlist. It's, yeah. yeah. KQ. Same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Since except, I was 14. Except now when I, I very rarely listen to KQ, but when you turn it on, a few of the songs of like Nirvana and Pearl Jam are yeah. now classics. Classic rock. But the rest, they're, they're just right. sprinkled just, in. Oh. They're sprinkled in on top of all the old stuff. Oh. Yep. But, but yeah. Otherwise, it's the same. It is it, funny, though, because growing up, you know, Zeppelin's always been classic rock to right. me, right? Yeah. Right. Yep. Um, and it sort of stayed in that sort of same lane the entire time, even though it's another 25 years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But now Nirvana is sort of Nirvana al- is. Yeah. alongside Led Zeppelin. I'm like, well, great music, but it's kind of but different. Sort of as yeah, really interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I think when I was young, uh, KQ played a little more uh, Buddy Holly and stuff like that too. That I don't you don't hear as much of that kind of early like. Early rock, as in late fifties, when it was transitioning from whatever it was into yeah. kind of modern rock-ish mm-hmm. stuff, like the Beatles and whatnot. Right. Yeah. It's a time machine. Music, music is a very music powerful. is a, it is super so powerful. That's part of you know. Wow, we can I talk did, about music so later, but this segues just quickly into, into we were talking about Instagram before. Yep. But we like the we love the current, right? Yeah. It's very Minnesota. Right. Kind of ingrained in our culture we have such a great music scene here mm-hmm. so I turn it on that's what I turn on in the morning and they were and I just took a little video of it because I love Jim's old vintage stereo and the little yeah hundreds of seasons so I just took a little thing and I tagged them and they were playing the Velvet Underground and yeah, that was way before my, my time Right. but I did listen to that in middle high school because I had a friend that was really into it and I was like oh, yeah. that brings me back Right. some music we get a uh-huh. whole episode on music Oh, you guys could do hours. Well, and all of this kind of goes into the Andalin wrong band (laughs) aspect too. Terrible at remembering all of those. (laughs) But I'm into music. I love music, but but I don't remember. So we had a conversation. Would you say you're nostalgia, nostalgic, or not? Hmm. Because I think we had lunch, and I think you said you weren't really nostalgic. No, not on sort of 
traditionally right. nostalgic stuff. I think I'm mm-hmm. sentimental sometimes, yeah. Um, yeah. but which it is, is more, yeah, yeah. Which, but it's more of a I'm moment not putting time. You on the spot. Oh no, mean to. But oh, gosh, no, no, we're just kind of. It is interesting just to, to think about that. But no, I'm not an overtly nostalgic person. Right. right. I, I and again, I think generally speaking, um, I. I'm, I'm excited about what's coming next, right? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not a sort of like, you know, I wish it was, you know, yesterday. Again. Right. No, Which again, is as I get what... older, though, it is it is weird because I think I do have a, a different sense of time and sort right. of my rear view yeah. is different. Yep. Um, but, it, but it is different. It, it's sort of two that, different things. I think that's pretty typical. I, like when when we talk to to kind of an older set yeah. uh, about what it is we're trying to do. Like what, one of the things we've recognized is that for anyone, it seems, you know, 70 and older maybe. Right. Uh, the idea of preserving some memory of them. Yeah. Some, you know, we call it legacy, but it doesn't have to be kind of the grand legacy that, right. you know, mm-hmm. it, Everybody's got a legacy. Yeah, it does it, but we matriarchal sort of view of legacy. Yes, and the or the patriarchal, patriarchal like yeah, like, yeah. like the you know presidential legacies right. and all these mm-hmm. big name right. legacies. Well, everyone's got a story, right. and that story is valuable. But yeah, um, but yeah, the older older crowd seems to be pretty receptive to the idea of marking down some of their life mm-hmm. memories. Right. You know? Whereas I, I mean, like, I literally had not thought of my youth in twenty-five years until we started, we started getting talking, into all this and, and talking right. about it. And I'm like, up. oh my gosh, that's right. right. I remember we used to do this. Right. Yeah. Those are fun things to think about, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I think if you, I think it serves a purpose to not wallow in that though when you're in this middle section of your life and you're trying yeah. to forge a path, sure. you know, and right. forge ahead and you don't really have time to sit and mm-hmm. reminisce about the old times. You kind of have to think about, all right, the next step is mm-hmm. this, but then you slow down just a little bit and you're like, oh, here's the things I've done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can re- reflect. Yeah. Maybe. All right, you guys. Well, we have officially killed an hour. Killed an hour. Awesome. A little over. So, uh, again, Greg. Thank you for Greg Engen, Modern in. Climate. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, in. my gosh. Thank this you. has been so much fun. Thanks, Greg. Yeah. All right. <laughs> and you, too. We'll see you later. All right. <laughs> All right. See you, Sam. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> uh, I, I haven't turned it off because I just wanted to kind of make note of the fact that, like, if you're listening to this, when we say see you later, like, we don't even say goodbye to each other. We just get up and walk right out the room when it's done. <laughs> so see you later, guys. Bye. Bye. All right, everyone, thanks for listening. We love comments and feedback, so go ahead and let us have it. If you'd like to learn more about Andalin and other legacy projects, visit the website at andalin.app or kineticlegacy.us. Take care. (laughs) 